Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late for Colin Post. Hey! Woo! Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in Late Night. It's Dave Wolomowski. Dave! Dave, how are you doing? My team's actually doing good. Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah, how, how about those doing? bills, huh? Exciting oh, weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, you know, my my Cowboys flamed out in the first round yet again another year. Uh, but, you know, I saw Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had made his displeasure with the team pretty clear after the game. I actually have a clip from the locker room. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jones is having his worst MLK day since segregation. Oh, uh, man. Speaking of that, Dave, how did you guys celebrate MLK, Dave? Um. Oh, I... I think I kind of missed that one. That was this week. Yeah, that was, that was Monday, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Um, boy, I'll tell you how I spent MLK day. I was snowed in. Take a look at that. This is Tennessee. We're talking about right here. Can you believe that crap? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like, I had a dream that my whole neighborhood would be white. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I guess it, kind of turned into one of those monkey's paw kind of situations. Uh, uh, Monkey, monkey paws, not supposed to be a pun, by the way. Um, Oh, check it out. A former Lebanese porn star, Mia Khalifa is in the news. (sighs) Do we have a picture of Mia Khalifa? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just wanted to make sure to use a picture so you'd recognize her. Uh, Mia was confronted at the airport by a Jewish mother who was traveling with her son over remarks that Mia made about supporting Palestine. We actually have a video. Check it out. That's right. Yeah. You proud of your mom? I'm Israel Chai. I'm Israel Chai. You see that? Yeah, it's a... Bit bit awkward, tough to watch. But you know, I think we can all sympathize with the lady's son in in the video there. Th- this poor young man had to stand there while his mom was beefing with Mia Khalifa, and he had to pretend to not have any idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she uh she really gave Mia a hard time, didn't she? Oh. Okay, yeah. But I guess. I think she went tit for tat. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I, this is okay. Kind of, kind of got a raw deal, huh? Yeah, I, I think that'll do. It's a really awkward situation to come about. <laughs> Gosh, <Yeah. come> on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow, huh, Dave? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm done. Okay. Uh, the hatred penetrates really deep. Uh, and finally, <laughs> tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Primary season is underway with the Iowa GOP caucuses are in the books and the winner is no big surprise here. Former president Donald Trump. Now all the candidates went into the night, uh, hopeful that the turnout would be in their favor, such as Nikki Haley, who voiced her optimism ahead of the votes. 
We won't know what strong looks like until we see where the numbers oh. are. But I can tell you that we've oh. done multiple events today, and people are coming out that with icy roads and snow, and they're all telling us that they're going to get out there and cough. That's unsettling. Yeah, uh, but unsurprising, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, the results were less than kind for a number of candidates, such as one Vivek Ramaswamy. That's right. I learned to say his name correctly in the last week that it matters, uh, who already announced that he's suspending his presidential campaign and he's endorsing Donald Trump. Now, Vivek had been a proxy for Trump kind of throughout the whole Iowa caucus, with Trump declining to attend the recent GOP debates. But Trump repaid Vivek's loyalty with the stinging commentary on his Truth Social platform. Take a look at this right here. He says, Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly. But a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictments against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA! Oh my god. MAGA. Yeah, MAGA! <laughs> now, this is a particularly brutal rebuke for Vivek if he had any hopes of getting a spot inside the Trump administration. Because, of course, since we all know how good, uh, how good Trump is with his political appointments. Yeah. Now, uh, as for Hillary Rodham Haley, she remained hopeful despite the lackluster turnaround with an exuberant speech following the results. I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Iowa, you get that? Iowa. Iowa. How about that, Dave? Iowa's voters made the race a, a two-person race, which is oh. kind of an awkward thing for her to be bragging about since she came in third place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second place actually went to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, whose campaign spent the majority of its funds in Iowa and boasted that he actually campaigned foots on the ground what? in all of Iowa's 99 counties. Now, how wow. can you tell that DeSantis personally traveled to all 99 counties? Well, of course, by looking at all the ones that turned out in his favor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, with Trump's huge lead in Iowa and in the polls, the race kind of appears to be over. But, hey, at least we'll always have those spicy debate exchanges between Vivek and Haley. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I remember. Um... Uh, before we go to our commercial break, guys, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor, which is Fox and Sons Coffee, which you can find at foxandsons.com. If you use promo code, it's too late. No, excuse me, ITL. 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 All three yes. letters, ITL. You get 18% off orders of $25 a month. Wow. Shipping is always free on orders over $37.99 online at foxandsons.com. I have a, a bag of the electric boogaloo right here. Ooh. But oh! Listen to this. Oh. Have you heard about the subscriptions, Dave? Oh, it's the. Oh, that's why I have a button that says Bean. Yes, okay. it's the Bean of the Month Club. That's Makes exactly sense. right. Okay. On sale at twenty-seven nine for twenty-seven ninety-nine a month for six months. Wow, you Thank get you. two bags of coffee every month. One of which, one of their staple favorites, such as 
the electric boogaloo, and the other one from one of the blends from around the world. Oh. Now, I personally like the honey-flavored coffee from Brazil. Yeah. That, yeah, that pops. Yeah. You can really taste the honey. It's <laughs> it's sweet almost. Yeah. 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 It doesn't ruin anything, especially not Christmas. No. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's Fox and Sons Coffee, which you can find at foxandsons.com. Use promo code ITL. Uh, guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Hey, Dave, you did yeah. a good job. Hey, thanks. Hey, I, yeah, look at I us. Like I, did, I was shaking. Yeah, yeah look <laughs> oh at us. God. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Dave. <laughs> yes, Alan. What time is it? Time for Meme of the Week. <laughs> Evil MLK be like, I have a nightmare. You don't want to come across him. Yeah, I don't know why. The T-1000 is kind of weird. But we do have an animated bonus meme that hits close to home for me Uh this week. Take a look. That's why you know I, you know they all the young people nowadays say that you should be in therapy. I don't think so. No, no, not with that guy. Yeah, not for me. No. <laughs> or maybe uh, he wasn't like that. Started talking to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. If you use mm. promo code, it's too late. You get ten percent off your entire nice. order. Ten percent off. I actually, have check this out right here. This is the poblano jalapeno. Which, if you look here on the side, it's quite personable. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. It's, it's, in, it's in the green. Green is good. Or yeah. green means go. That, go. Yeah, go for it. Drink the bottle. Go for it. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I don't know who in God's name would just drink straight from the bottle. But you could. Oh, they also have great jerky, too. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Our mod Aaron only sustains himself on water and Tennessee Hot Sauce Company jerky. He does, it. yeah. Nothing else. I and yeah, <laughs> D- doesn't look a day over 62. He's killing it. <laughs> uh, so that's the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code. It's too late. Uh, let's, go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail. All right. Oh, hyped up, man. 
You should be. At least this is the last time. Remember that time we gave away an Amazon gift card to the first person who copy-pasted that? And I then did. it was you? It was. This you bullshit. Didn't say there was rules. Yeah. That's yeah, it's my fault. That's right. It's 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 my fault. I should have stipulated. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, our first question tonight comes from Matt Lacey, who writes, Dear Alan and Dave, how long do you cook your chili before eating it? Oh, oh man. Oh, you and I were going to do a chili business. Maybe. Yeah, we're still working on the logistics. Yeah. Maybe maybe Matt Lacey can hook us up. Maybe he'll be the, the supplier. I don't know. You see he put chicken in there. Yeah, I did. I asked him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it kind of turned into a whole awkward thing. Um, I don't know. I To me... The thing is, is chili's always better the next day. It is. So everything. Yeah. Sets. So the, the, the cooking times are relevant because you got to make it. Exactly. You got to let it set. You got to let everything get to know each other. You know, mm. just let everybody. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you pull it out of the refrigerator the next day and say, oh, hey, you. I see you there. <laughs> you know. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, dear Alan and Dave. If a snowman works on his core, is he the abdominal snowman? Oh, okay. I mean, no. we we did have a lot of snow. I didn't I didn't make a snowman though. I did make time. a snow angel because somebody wouldn't leave me the hell alone. Oh yeah, you're yeah. being pressured. Yeah, it's pure pressure. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Jonathan Carenza writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what is your favorite Alex Jones quote?" Oh, I don't. I don't know. Alex Jones doesn't say anything that needs to be quoted on this program, so. I, I got one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little retarded. Okay. Yeah, not I've bad. I've used that one a lot. I actually made a meme. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There, There is that one where they have the Avengers music in the background where he's saying, uh, he says a whole bunch of swear words that we can't say oh, on yeah. the show anymore. So <laughs> oh. just, just, just look up Alex Jones Avengers on YouTube. You'll, I'm, you'll get you it. You have to. Uh, yeah. Look, look that up in the commercial break. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Kintner writes, dear Alan and Dave, what is one thing you would like to accomplish this year? Ugh. <sighs> You know, it's January is almost over already. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping close track. Yeah, that's. Mm. <laughs> uh, my, it, it, me and Mahiri were talking about this this very morning. I'd said, on the one hand, it's crazy that January is almost already over, one twelfth mm. into the year. On the other hand, it feels like it's January 114th. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in a weird middle place. Um, I hope to accomplish having the absolute biggest, best annual event we've ever had this year. You can come to the sixth yes. annual It's Too Late live show. That's Saturday, May 18th, 2024, yes. here in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. But you got to get your tickets. Uh, we actually now have a ticket available, and we also have mm -hmm. a VIP ticket. Mm -hmm. And now we have, ladies and gentlemen... A super VIP ticket just dropped. Yeah, if you've if you've got a big veiny super VIPness, you get the super <laughs> VIP. Yeah. I mean, just just begging to be touched, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you get the super okay. VIP ticket. Check this out. 
not only do you get a ticket to come to the event, and not only do you get a lanyard, you also get a wristband. I, I think it's a hologram wristband or something. That's when we were looking at. You, yeah, you tell me. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. That's flashy. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, yeah. All right. Somebody somebody, go ahead and buy 20 of the Super VIP tickets so we can check out those yeah. wristbands. That'd be great. Yeah, because they come in big packs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's okay. go ahead and let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and sell about 50 of those Super VIP that tickets. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> um, you, you plan to accomplish anything this year, Dave? Um, I'd just be better. Like right now, this is this is unsustainable. Yeah, we got we got we got to do something. So whoa, let's, let's be better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, D three says gonna need to sell five hundred tickets. I don't think the venue has room for five hundred people. But I tell you what, set up a screen. Tell you what, if you guys sell five hundred super VIP tickets, me and Dave will take the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Promise. It'll it'll go t- heavily towards you being better, Dave. Just like you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't yeah, know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, Celeste Ennis writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what is your favorite snowstorm snack?" Well, that's a very topical question this week. All that snowed is. in down here in the south. Um, Dave, what's your favorite snowstorm snack? Well, I guess I mean it wouldn't really matter if it was a snowstorm or not. I was just thinking of a good snack that. I'd like to have, and it's it's nachos. It's a big tray of mm-hmm. nachos that I put in the oven and melted all the cheese, mm-hmm. and has everything on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds good. Well, I, I I mean I hate to just drive this point home from not a few minutes ago, but if you know uh, oh. like a big uh, you know a big weather event's coming in, you're going to be stuck at home for like a few days. Just just mm-hmm. make a pot of chili as big as this desk, and just oh, consume yeah. it over the course of hours, days even cuddle it to keep warm yeah yeah keep it warm keep it oh you can yeah. keep it simmering on the stove oh. i do crock pot i like it yeah just out that way when you're walking through the house you can just oh take a chili break and just you know i do that <laughs> I call, how did i know i call up, I call it my chili cleanse because it's just i make a huge vat of it and then that's all i eat for like two days and it it clears you out pretty good yeah i'm so <laughs> not surprised by this at all um i knew i liked you dave all right uh it's i'm just kidding it's a comedy show i know yeah all right uh gary dykstra writes dear alan and dave what class slash subject do you wish you'd paid more attention to in school oh dave anything you wish you had paid closer attention to in school um i guess i guess math because I, I was really good at it, but I didn't I didn't take it seriously, and I I got relatively far. I think I got algebra two, but that's it. I never mm-hmm. got into the deeper things, and I think I would have been good with it. See, I think I had decided by the time I was like a sophomore in high school that I was just going to quit math, and all and all the teachers are like, "Oh no no no, you need to do this." I'm like, "You and I both know you're lying." We, we both yeah. know that I'm going to have a calculator <laughs> literally everywhere I go, and if you say that I'm not, you're a liar. And who was right? Always See, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I, all my teachers knew that I had to be right, even from a very early age. That's very true. <laughs> I know you're super surprised to learn that about me. No way. Yeah. Um. I, you know, honestly, there's not really one class. I actually wish I had learned more music theory when I was younger, because I was a music student oh, yeah. in college as well. And they started writing just 
just satanic text on the wall. I didn't know what the hell they were <laughs> talking about. And so I swear to God, fun little story here. Uh, I had this amazing jazz instructor who he played piano and everyone was expected to play piano. I only knew how to play guitar. And I literally hold up my guitar and say, can you point to me what you're doing on this? And to God, he actually did. He actually drew a, a guitar tablature on the board to explain to me what he was talking about. Amazing teacher. That, yeah, that's a good teacher. Yeah, and then as soon as his class was over, I quit. Because yep. <laughs> no one else was going to do that for me, you kidding? All right. Um, Keith McQuarrie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what is the proper amount of bread and milk to have on hand during apocalyptic winter storms? Um, three to five days. Yeah, at least a couple. A couple what? Like slices or loves? You maybe you go th- you buy two. multiple loaves at a time. What is wrong with you people? Well, I, I got a family, so yeah, they yeah a lot of peanut butter and jellies. Oh, you, you got to get them eating shrimp cocktails. I know they're eating yeah. snow. <laughs> well, you're coming <laughs> off cheap then, ain't you? Jesus, I guess that's right. pretty good. And finally, this evening, Mary Lynn Willemowski writes, "Dear Alan." And Dave. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is this? When someone you love puts on weight, do you tell them? If yes, how? Okay. <laughs> you, you, wanna, you got something to add, or should we just go to the commercial break? I mean, you, you just say, I, I think you're beautiful, and I, I just want uh-huh. you to be healthy. Okay. Yeah. Anything before but doesn't matter, Dave. That's why. There was That's no why but. you're. It was and. And. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Woo. We'll we'll talk about that. That sounds like an after party topic to me. Uh, guys, we're going to be back from the break with Nate Thurston of Good Morning Liberty. Right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Our guest this evening is making his second appearance on the show. He is the co-host of Good Morning Liberty that he had to wrest away from the thief, Michael Bolden. Don't think I don't know about that whole situation. Uh, But also check out their merch site where you can get my personal favorite, the God Hates Feds t-shirt. Also, don't miss my favorite segments on their show, such as Dumb Bleep of the Week. And that's not just me bleeping myself because, you know, we got (laughs) to... This is a family-friendly program here, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Thurston, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, and I love that you called out the uh, the Tenth <laughs> Amendment Center uh, controversy that we had when we first started the podcast. Uh, but Michael was amazing about it. I do have to give him credit. Uh, that all that all shook out really well for us. Yeah, well, it's because everybody just wants to wish everyone a GM. So I've heard, and that's why <laughs> that's why exactly. there's so much. Uh, 
So Nate, you and I are here back talking again because I was on social media just the other day and I, and I had said publicly, um, I'm lazy and I really don't want to feel like talk, uh, talking about serious stuff on the show by myself. And, and, I'm, and I'm really using the term serious pretty loosely to describe anything political in the United States in the year of our Lord 2024. But the Iowa caucus has concluded. The, the primaries are in full swing. Uh, and you you raised your forced gump hand to volunteer to come on the show and talk about it. So so first of all, give us give us your overall impression of the results in Iowa. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of look ahead to New Hampshire, and then we'll talk about some of the candidates. Well, first off, they were just shocking, right? Uh, I had sure, no yeah. clue that, that Trump was going to win. This is uh, this is amazing. Just had no clue. Uh, it looks like. Oddly enough, the race is now between Trump and Haley, according to Nikki Haley, who said that it's clearly just between two people now, even though she came in third place. That's kind of weird. Uh, I'm not really sure why we're still doing this when Trump is clearly going to win. My assumption is that someone thinks he's either going to be in prison or dead or not allowed to be on the ballot uh, by the time the election comes around. And that's why these people are still trying to get second place. And that's why they find it so important. Um, I, for some reason, I was disappointed in Vivek endorsing Trump so quickly. Uh, I don't know why I would ever have any faith left in any people that are running for political office. But if, if anyone had any of my faith left, he had about 1% of it. And uh, I guess maybe not anymore. So sure. that's my view on the whole thing right now. Okay, well, well, we'll talk about some of the individual candidates, but we'll we'll start at the top before we go to the bottom, and and we'll talk about the winner, Donald Trump. So as as you pointed out, so we we've lived through an era where uh, the polls were incredibly wrong in recent years, and then that led to this massive amount of public distrust, and and I and I don't even even know if distrust is the right word. Maybe distrust for people who still had trust. But for the cynics uh, among us, we just all shrug our shoulders and said, yeah, well, that's that's what you get, you know, for watching your television. Um, but it, it is, in fact, true that he won the primary in a walk. Um, but here's an interesting question I have for you. If if things weren't such a, an avalanche, if 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 things were closer by, say, 20 points, do you think Trump would have showed up to the debates or do you think he had settled a long time ago that his making public appearances near or around opponents, those days were over? I do think if it was closer, he would probably show up for the debates. Uh, I, Although that's a good question because I assume the reason he's not debating is because any time he would do that, it would only hurt him since he's polling so high and he would have to take some actual jabs or maybe some actual questions. Sorry, I didn't mean to say jab, uh, but he would actually have to take some questions from people. Maybe, maybe, maybe concerning the fact that we used to watch him giving, uh, we used to watch him giving a speech every single day, standing next to Anthony Fauci. And maybe someone would have to ask him about that or ask him about warp speed or, or, uh, something or other. And so he's just afraid to actually go up there and take real questions and have a real debate. If it were closer, um, I guess maybe he would debate to try and push some of these people out. He just, he knows he doesn't have to, uh, it's a waste of, he's got too much court deal with you know this this is true and you know the thing the thing that's weird to me is i remember that I, I don't know if it was the actual last debate that they had but it was the one it was the last one i watched uh where he and biden were together 
And you, it's like the first half hour, it was just a screaming match. It was literally just nonstop yelling over each other and the moderator just talking to thin air because no one was listening to him. And, and it, it didn't reflect particularly well for anyone involved. I mean, it didn't look good for Biden either. But I remember that in the lead up to it, all the narrative coming out of the MAGA camp was, oh, Biden's got dementia. His brain is addled. He's unfit for the for the office. Um, so so Trump is just going to wipe the floor with him. And I think that by Trump just turning it into a screaming match, he really, as as you pointed out, it, he really he really only hurt himself the more public he was uh, outside of just MAGA rallies. Uh, and so to me, that was really the reason why he thought, well, hey, let's be real with ourselves. He would never he would never admit weakness. But if he was struggling to overcome brain addled Biden in a debate where he couldn't just yell over him, then he would only inevitably be taking barbs from everyone else on the stage if he showed up to a GOP primary. Um, but I, way, I don't could know. Could you imagine that debate even taking place now? Could you imagine no. Biden and Trump on stage? Can you imagine Biden ever trying to go on stage and debate someone? It's, it's also weird that we're just accepting or the American people are accepting. We're not accepting that that's just the way it is. We have a president who is unable mentally, physically to debate anyone. And we're just going to be fine with that, I guess. It, this is fine. It's the it's the meme of the broom burning around you. This is fine. That's what the Democrats are doing right now. Well, I, my 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 hunch is is that if it were to get down to a two person race, um, even if Trump were ahead, maybe he would then show himself. He would if he if he only had to quote unquote split the time with one other individual, then he would. He, I think his ego wouldn't allow him to not take on at least that much of a challenge. Does that does that make sense, or am I still giving him too much credit? You're talking about Biden would actually show himself. No, I'm talking about if it's if it's down to a two person race, like let's say it's Trump DeSantis. Do you think Trump is okay. not going to take a chance to talk, address DeSantis to his face or just hide the whole way? If it were any closer, I think he would. But I think he knows right now that he just doesn't need to. It's just so it, it's so far gone right now that, that this entire thing seems to be a sadly a waste of time. Look at all the money that was spent. I think DeSantis spent 30 million. Haley spent 30 million in Iowa. And and for what? Uh, so if it were closer, sure, I think he would. But now I think the more he refuses to, you know, come down there with the poors who just have no chance of ever getting there. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he I think he likes how it makes him look like a winner that he, these people are beneath them, that he doesn't need to waste his time even talking to them, that they're wasting their time and he's not going to waste his well, let's let's circle back around. We'll 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 go back to the bottom and kind of work our way up. And when I say bottom, I'm 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 meaning Vivek because if you're a candidate that scored less than Vivek, you don't exist. So let's just Asa Hutchinson. I was under the, Im Chris was under the impression we were going to talk about Asa Hutchinson while we were here. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> all right. So so Vivek, you already brought him up and his kind of very quick on the draw to to nominate uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I know that, again, you know, the polls were showing that he wasn't doing great, but there's always those people that are allegedly on the ground that are saying, look, guys, I'm here and look at all the people showing up to the rallies and look how few people are at, you know, Nikki Haley's events. Come on, guys. It's going to it's going to turn out differently. Um, you know, we and, and, and there was also those complaints, which, by the way, Vivek Ramaswamy is not a Ron Paul. I think he's better than the others, but better than the others is such a low mm -hmm. bar. We should just remove that from our from our language. But he was yeah. he was 
he was kind of putting himself in the Ron Paul camp of, oh, look, they won't put my name on the screen. Oh, look, they just so happen to have all the candidates polling and then other, and I'm most of the other. You know, I'll, and, and I'll give him that. I'll give them that, that there is mm-hmm. some truth to that. Uh, I mean, but but we've seen this song and dance before, right? So, there, I mean, there's no surprise there. No, not really any surprise. It reminds me also of Rand Paul's showing in Iowa. In 2016, we actually, Charlie and I, the uh, other co-hosts of Good Morning Liberty, we drove up to Iowa to see Rand Paul's speech because we were uh, excited at that time because we were big Ron Paul fans and we were hoping that Ram Paul was going to sneak some Ron Paul in there. We were disappointed by his results in Iowa. And he also dropped out the next day after the Iowa caucuses. And the whole thing kind of reminded me of that. I don't even, I'm not even sure that Ramaswamy is a Ram Paul, let alone a Ron Paul. I think he's the least tyrannical of the tyrants that we have to choose from this, uh, this year, or he was. And honestly, I, I don't know how you feel about it, uh, but I would be encouraged if he was actually in Trump's administration or he was the vice president. I think it would be better than Haley or better than Mike Pence, uh, but it's still not it's still not what we need. Well, my 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 final verdict on Vivek's in his campaign kind of was that he is a lot closer to what Trump supporters think Trump is. Because I think I think for those of us that are not Trump fans, and of course, you know, and this might come as a shock to some people listening, but you cannot be a fan of Trump and also think Biden's bad. Um, <laughs> but now, now that we've got that out of the way, I think Vivek is Vivek is actually closer to being what Trump says he would be if elected. And but of course, voters voters aren't. Voters don't really know what they – I mean, it's the myth of the rational voter, right? Voters are not voting for the person based on their policy positions. They're basing on what they think their policy positions are. And we already know Trump's positions because he's – you know, it's the rare event in our in our lifetimes for sure that the guy has actually been president of the United States before, so we don't have to guess on what he may or may not do. Um, so I, I will at least give Vivek credit that I, I believe – that he was genuine in a lot of his positions and his rhetoric. Um, but that'll lead us to, of course, he did drop out. Uh, he did endorse Trump. He's already done a rally with him in New Hampshire. So, so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in Vivek with, with this question. Do you think that he is a realistic choice for VP, or do you think he's just going to be a middleman somewhere in the administration? I think it's more likely that he's going to be a middleman Reason being, I don't think he adds a lot to the Trump ticket. People that are fans of Trump are probably already semi-fans of Vivek, and people that are fans of Vivek probably don't hate Trump as much as the people that are fans of Christie or Haley or whoever else. So I don't know if he adds a lot of voters. Now, that being said, I don't know if Trump actually needs to add a lot of voters. So maybe that won't uh, be something that's under consideration. You would think he's going to pick someone who's going to add a new voting block that he doesn't have access to right now. And I don't think Vivek gives that to him. I think uh, Vivek is already Trump light. Uh, and I, I really like what you said about him being he's actually is what Trump voters think Trump is. Um, I just think that's given a lot of credit to Trump, Trump voters because Many of them that I've met don't care what Trump is other than the fact that he's Trump. And if he wanted, if he was in favor of Medicare for all, they'd think that was a good idea. If he wanted to start a war, they'd think that was a good idea. If he wanted to have Joe Biden run as his vice president, they would end up thinking that was a good idea because Trump said that he wanted to do it. 
I don't know if these, I'm sorry to be harsh to the Trump people out there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you tolerate that kind of talk on this show or not, but I don't know that these people have any principles whatsoever other than they want to see Trump get his vengeance on the people that wronged him. And they did wrong him in his uh, in his first term. And that's all they care about. Policies. Who knows? Anything the guy does, they're going to support it. Sure. Well, we'll 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 wrap this thing up with Trump when we get to the to the final segment. But I, I want I want to move to the next person up on the list that you before that we take our first break that you already mentioned the the lady who proudly proclaimed that Iowa voters have made this a two person race that she finished third in. It's Hillary Rodham <laughs> Haley, Nikki Haley. Now, I, now again, to give to give Trump a little credit, we're kind of giving Trump one of those compliment sandwiches type type situation right now. Um, it, it's 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 it was an easy reach to make to line her up with Hillary Clinton because I mean the the moment Nikki Haley became in came in the national consciousness, I was like, well, this is just Hillary Clinton who for for strategy reason and none other, she's putting an R next to her name instead of a D. Is that how you feel about Nikki Haley? Absolutely. I don't see any difference. I hardly see any difference in most of these people. So it's already a good comparison. Uh, the fact that she's uh, a woman makes it even closer, I guess. But I love that meme that uh, that Trump posted. That was great. The the Haley meme using the Hillary font and logo and all that. Uh, that that was really great. I think that she's someone who is uh, in bed with the administrative state. I don't mean that in an actual in bed way. I know that you could she would say that I'm saying that because she's a woman, but I just mean that she's really close to them. I think she'd be fine with starting any war that comes up. Uh, I don't think she would actually decrease the power of the government whatsoever. Um, I yeah, basically a Hillary Clinton type type candidate to me. And she just happens to be a Republican. But what we've seen, she's got a lot of Democrat support. I'm sure she had a lot of Democrat support in Iowa. And uh, it seems to be the case that Democrats might be lining up a Democrat to potentially be the president, regardless who, of who wins. Well, that's well, that's the thing. And, and you already made mention of is that maybe the only reason we're going through the motions right now is on the chance that Trump is made to be not a viable candidate. We'll just we'll, we'll just let that that breathe if for however it comes to pass. If Trump is not is not running in the general, then who would it be? And Nikki Haley seems to think that it would, in fact, be her. She pretends that Ron DeSantis doesn't even exist. And we'll get to him in a minute. Um, but I, of course, you know, Nikki Haley also has the the small distinction, too, of uh, she was the uh, U.N. ambassador under Trump. And so that so she is just one of many of a long list of just horrifically bad Trump appointees. I think that that's one of the biggest black marks on Trump's administration. Right. He I mean, the, the guy who said to drain the swamp uh, appointed every single of the absolute biggest swamp monsters you can possibly fathom uh, to his cabinet and to his administration. And she's one of them. And she's also just one of the latest to then sort of kind of turn her knives on his back. Well, he drained the swamp. He drained the water from the swamp, and then he could clearly see who all the monsters were, and then he appointed them the positions. Yeah, ex exactly so. So so as it pertains to Nikki Haley, then, really quick before we take the break, if not Vivek, uh, two-part question. One, what are the chances, well, just give us a percent chance, that Trump would tap Nikki Haley as his VP, and second part, 
would that be a deal breaker for enough of MAGA that he would single-handedly lose himself the election by doing that? I think there is a good chance that he would do that because that would bring in another voting block and solidify the lead it looks like he has over Biden already. I don't think that's a great, uh, for safety reasons, I don't think that he should do that with her being the successor to the president. Uh, but I do think that I do think it's possible that he would do it. And I think the MAGA base would be completely fine with it because Trump would tell them to be fine with it. And then they wouldn't have a bad word to say about her. And if you said anything bad about her, you'd probably be a shill for Biden or something like that. It would it would take about 10 minutes for the entire MAGA base to have no problem with Nikki Haley. Well, on that note, Nate, we're going to take our first commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite governor of Florida, as well as uh, the man who doesn't bother to show up right after this commercial break. Don't go away. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is proudly supported by Fox and Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 or more. Shipping's always free on orders over $37.99. So get yours today at their website, which is www.foxandsons.com. It's www.foxandsons.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are joined once again by our friend Nate of Good Morning Liberty. Uh, Nate, we just got talking, uh, done talking about uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, you feel like there's a pretty decent chance that she's going to be high up, if not the VP. So let's talk about the person that she finished third to that, uh, uh, according to her, doesn't belong in the race anymore. And that's, of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I, I think there's there's more to say about him and Trump than there are the others just because of kind of what we've lived through in the last few years and kind of looking at things at the state level and the COVID stuff, which, of course, Trump has no interest in, in addressing whatsoever. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Ron DeSantis. Do you feel like I do? I, and I guess I'm more I'm, I'm going to project upon you my opinions and you can tell me how how right or wrong I am. I, if you had asked me a few years ago what the chances were that Ron DeSantis would be president at least someday, if not someday soon, I would have said pretty high. And if you were to ask me that now, I would say nearly zero because we've seen a fantastically terrible campaign. What do you think about that? I feel the exact same way. I thought he was a a shoe in for the for the nomination eventually, if not this time around because of Trump. Uh for sure the next time around and after what has happened since he announced he was running for president, the day he announced he was running was the highest he ever polled. And it's only gone downhill since then. Um, he's just not a likable, personable guy. It seems like he probably believes uh, once again, he has, he has legislated or uh, he has signed into law a lot of the things that Trump supporters and Republicans and conservatives, maybe even some libertarians would like in Florida. I haven't really liked a lot of the stuff that he's uh, done on a culture basis, but he's actually gotten things done that people say they want to have done. But then in running this campaign, it turns out he's just such a weird 
dude, ever since I saw the Homelander comparisons, I haven't looked at the guy the same since then. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I don't see that he has any chances after this. He's the teeth grinding and the weird facial expressions. It's just and now the high heels thing. I just don't think it's ever going to work out. Yeah, it's it's it, he he definitely gives me some of that kind of like. I don't know what a good recent in it, like kind of like like that Dan Quayle analogy of you know I I don't necessarily hate him as a person, but there's just so many off-putting meme-worthy things about him that we just simply live in a culture where if you if you if you strike too many of those boxes, then you've weirded too many people out, and they're not going to support you, even if your actual record. Because let's face it, you want to talk about talk about having faith in the voting public. The voting public doesn't care about anyone's records; they care about who sounds or looks cool in the last five minutes. And he's he's done a pretty pretty poor job of that. Uh, I will say I will say this since we're on our whole compliment sandwich bandwagon here. That a lot of people, myself included, felt like um, it won't break my heart if he doesn't run at all, because there's a whole lot of evidence there to suggest he's just going to be another warmongering Zionist in in mm. the Oval Office. But he was, uh, as as my friend Mike Meharry from Tax said, he didn't even think he was that good of a governor. But the bar's pretty low, and by the and by the low bar of at least don't shut the state down and close my business, he's at least above that bar, which. Puts him above the bar of like 40 some odd other states and governors. So I always felt like he would have been a better governor in Florida than a president of the United States. But now I'm thinking we're never going to have to find out the hard way. No, I don't think we'll find out the hard way at all. I think he's been a pretty good governor. Like you said, he made it over the extremely low, depressing bar that a lot of governors didn't make it over and that he didn't shut the entire state down and keep it shut down for an extended period of time. Uh, he's done some 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 good things. Honestly, I don't know how you feel on this. He lost me with the whole war on Disney, and I hate Disney as much as the next guy. I really do. But I thought it was pretty cool that they had their own district that they were freaking governing themselves. That sounded like a, a closer to a libertarian dream to me than having a corporation owning this plot of land and them collecting their own money off of it. And the fact that he decided to take that away because he didn't like the content they were pushing out or the ads that they were pushing. I was like, eh, I don't I don't really want to punish people for their political ideas. I don't want to force them into the prison camp that the rest of us live in just because I don't like their political ideas. Well, I think I think the thing for me that ultimately is is going to stand out in the end is that, you know, did he did he have some policies that were good? Yes. Was he a lot better on covid lockdown stuff? Yes. But if if I would dare put on my tinfoil hat for just a second, I know I know yours is lined with tinfoil underneath, so you can stay with me on this one. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that there's at least a chance that the powers that be and please don't say who who's they, though. But do you believe that there's <laughs> there's, there's a chance that the powers that be wanted to kill DeSantis's campaign first, last, and always above anyone else for the explicit reason of that then Trump would never have a really strong opponent on stage to play the gotcha game specifically on COVID. Like, who cares what Nikki Haley says about COVID, right? But mm. it, it coming from Ron DeSantis would have had some teeth, and I feel like now that ship's already sailed. 
I think that that's a very real possibility. I mean, you saw when he first announced he was running, uh, people were starting to talk about Ron DeSantis like he that, like he was the next Hitler. You know, forget about Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis is even worse than Trump because he's uh, a better speaker than Trump is and he's smarter than Trump is. And they started drumming up this whole fear of him uh, pretty easily. And then, of course, everyone ran with all these uh, weird faces and the heels and all this stuff to try and take him down on a personal basis. And maybe that is because he would have actually been able to challenge Trump and the administrative state that Trump allowed uh, to run while he was in office. And maybe that could have been really dangerous for a guy like him to get in office. I'll go down. I'll put on that tinfoil hat with you. I'm not scared. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, I'll ask you this to kind of wrap up my thoughts on DeSantis then. Um, So we've talked about Vivek, and he's already rallying with Trump, so that kind of answers that question. It's just a matter of where he fits into the puzzle. Uh, We've talked about Haley, and I agree with you that from a strategy standpoint, I I think that, as a matter of fact for me, the only I have a pretty low opinion of Trump. One of the few things he could do to lower my opinion of him even more is pick Nikki Haley. That actually would lower my opinion of Donald Trump. Uh, but but that brings us to DeSantis. Now, I know that MAGA people will talk about showmanship and, and God forbid, cover your ears, 4D chess. But do you think that the the rift between Trump and DeSantis is, is that? It's just maneuvering? Or do you think that there's actual deep-seated, genuine rancor to a level where DeSantis doesn't fit into a Trump Republican Party at all. I don't know if they could come back from some of the things that have been said. You know, the sanctimonious nickname has stuck pretty well. It's actually one of the first thing that pop first things that pops in my head. Um, so I don't know if they could personally come back. I don't think the actual uh, angst or animosity or whatever between them is is real. I think Trump probably saw that DeSantis was a f- formidable threat in the beginning. And that's where it actually comes from. I don't think it's from any real disagreements they have on principles uh, or policy, because I don't think Trump has any principles. Uh, and so I don't think that's is actually what it comes from. And I think DeSantis would probably be okay with it because, you know, a VP spot or something like that, uh, that, that would be okay. Um, I just don't know if you can get now I said this about Haley. I said that the base would uh-huh. be completely fine, you know. Yep. And now uh-huh. I'm now I'm starting to think that they've actually kicked so much dirt back and forth between the two of them uh, that that this would be seen by the MAGA base as an even worse choice. Yes, than I'm, Haley I'm, would. I'm I'm so glad that you're actually working this out in your head live on air because I yeah. do think I do think there is something different about. Vivek Trump and Haley Trump versus DeSantis Trump. There's something there. I, you may be right that it's not it's not really genuine and it's just the reality TV that we live in. But I, I don't know, man. Something's different. I do really think that it's because Ron DeSantis was seen as the biggest threat uh, to Trump uh, in the beginning. Clearly, he's not really now. And so I think that's where a lot of that came from. I'm sure a lot of Trump supporters uh, love DeSantis's policies if they know anything about them. Uh, and if Trump were to say that they were all great policies and he was a great governor and he's a good dude, I guess they could get over it. Uh, for some reason, I guess I've been seeing them uh, fight back and forth so much for so long now, and I've seen less of that between Trump and Haley. You know, Trump and Haley, it really seems like that just started in the last month or so. So we haven't gotten as much of it between them. 
And so maybe the, the base could still be healed because they only think and feel what Trump tells them to think and feel. But we've had so much time now of making fun of Ron DeSantis. Maybe that actually is a tougher choice than Haley. All right. Well, with with that said, before we run out of time, let's talk about, of course, the man of the hour, the one who, if you according to polls and everything else, uh, it, the the nomination process is just all moot. Uh, Donald Trump. Now, would you be willing to put on your prognostication hat today and say that should Trump be the nominee and should there be no legal obstructions to his running in the general, that he will I, I won't say will or won't. We'll, we'll do the percentage. Scale, or scale of 1 to 10. 10 is definite. 1 is no chance. What's the chance he wins the general versus what's the chance that he loses yet again with the caveat of, well, you can't say it can't happen because we saw it happen. I guess I would put it at a 7. Now we have to, so 10 being definite, I would put mm -hmm. it at a 7. Okay. Uh, Biden is only going to get older during that time. Uh, he is only going to say more dumb things by that time. Uh, maybe there is a legislative win he can tout or an, an administrative executive order win he can tout by that time. But at this point, uh, he's lost so much support with people, especially when it comes to the Israel-Gaza thing as well, lost a lot of support with young people. I really just see those things getting worse. And I don't see Trump losing any any of his following at all. So I could even put it more than a seven. Well, I, I definitely think uh, do I think that there's a perfectly good chance that Biden can dig a deeper hole? Absolutely. I do think that. On the other hand, uh, something that we've been talking about around here recently is, is I feel like we've really moved into post scandal politics where. There's really just no scandal that can happen that's going to make Biden's base abandon him. And as as we've kind of alluded to during this conversation, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's no amount of felony indictments that can possibly come down. They're going to make MAGA not vote for Donald Trump. Do you, do you feel like we're in post-scandal politics or do you think there's anything that could actually happen that's going to make genuine droves of either side of the aisle not show up? No, I think that's a good way to put it. And post-scandal politics, um, any of these scandals that either of these people have been involved in, if that would have been 20 years ago, they would have uh, resigned or dropped out by now. Uh, but these days, no one seems to care. Uh, I really don't think anything else could come out that would hurt either one of them, honestly. it's The sad part is that I think everyone has accepted this. They've accepted that Biden is probably corrupt. Uh, they've accepted that uh, maybe Trump is also corrupt. Maybe he is a philanderer. You know, maybe uh, maybe he's got maybe maybe his uh, personal life's not so uh, on the up and up. They don't really care anymore, and that's that's kind of sad. Uh, I think Biden could potentially go further down. I put that mainly on his age and just more dumb things that he could do by that time. Trump's hole is dug so deep; he's already came out the other side, and we're living on the other side of the world with him. Uh, right now. So uh, it's I don't think anything they could they could both come out and have clear evidence on the Epstein list uh, that they were soliciting young girls. And I don't think it would change the outcome of the election. And that's just where we are right now, sadly. Well, before we wrap up, something you said kind of kind of made a light bulb go off. So I'll ask you this. 
Um, you had said that, you know, may, maybe by some crazy chance Biden has some type of, you know, executive power win or, or a legislative victory that somehow sways voters back in his direction in the – it'd have to be the relatively near future. Um, something that I've been saying for years that I feel like is the Trump card, no pun intended, that mm-hmm. either party could take and whoever's the party that takes it gets a free W in that year's election cycle – um, that I feel like the Democrats are more likely to do just because, boy, the Republicans love losing. They're, they're, they're terrible at strategy. If 10 is Trump and one is Biden in terms of who's going to win, and you said seven trending upward, how many points does it go down if on, we won't say the eve, but leading up to the general, Biden says, okay, we're rescheduling weed. It's legal. Mm. You know, that's an interesting one because we already do have, what is it, is it 26 states now that have essentially Uh legalized it? And and he already has done uh, pardons, I believe, for all of the federal federal convictions. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's been a lot of movement uh, from that. I'm not, I, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have told you that would make a big dent. But now that it's legalized in so many states, uh, that are already filled with Biden voters. Uh, I don't know that it would make that big of a dent. And I also think that most people who want to smoke weed smoke weed, regardless of whether or not the federal government has said it's illegal or the state government has said it's illegal. Uh, the black market is so uh, easy to get through on those. A couple of years ago, I would have said that would be a big thing. Um, now, maybe it would help a little bit. On the flip side, it might actually drum up some Republicans to be upset about that. Uh, potentially, maybe not as much as it would have a while back. I do want to clarify something. I don't know how much time we have. I don't think Biden's actually going to be the uh, nominee. Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, so who is it? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm more on the, I'm more on the level of it being someone like, uh, someone like Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. Uh, I think my, my guess has been that they're going to run it up to the convention that Biden's going to get the nomination and then he's going to drop out a week or two later. At that point, the democratic national committee gets to pick who the uh, actual nominee is. They don't have to do any vote after that. It comes down to, I think the three, 300 people that are part of that. And they are the ones who get the vote on who the nominee is going to be. So I think right now, what makes the most sense to me is that Biden is going to carry the bo- the ball across the goal goal line to the convention, and then the DNC is going to pick whoever they think the nominee should be after that. Well, that that is that would definitely be an interesting turn of events. I'm I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna disagree with you, not really in any particular principle, because I we agree on the actual quality of all these people. Um, I think that they're going to stick with Biden, and if anything, Trump refusing to really. Um, demand public debate is really just going to help Biden. If you genuinely think Biden is that adult, then him getting to quote, as they said last time, the hide in his basement and wait for the election is really just good for both of these geriatrics, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. But I, my feeling is that if there is a soft change in leadership, the way you describe that, it'll be after the whole election. If Biden were to re- win re-election, then it'll be Oh, we're we're gonna bring in somebody. To, I, I, so I guess by that logic, it's more likely that they kick Kamala to the curb. Maybe they offer her some other position, and they kind of they're gonna sell it as this is a 
promotion for her or it's a oh she's always mm. wanted to be secretary of the interior i don't know if you knew that but that was always her her goal in life <laughs> as a little girl and so they would well, move it's gonna be her transportation to that. because she transportation because she likes the electric school buses you know? yes so yeah, that'll be exactly it'll be her big her biggest pet project she can work on yeah so maybe so maybe they bring someone <laughs> in like a gavin newsom to be vp to to re-energize the base and then oh suddenly after after the election's over, Biden decides, oh, I, you know, I, I thought I had the strength for this, you guys, but that election sure did take it out of me. So I'm going to go ahead and retire. And all of a sudden it's the other way around. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to yeah. see how it plays out. But I, all I caution people with is there's people on both sides of the political aisle that are a hundred percent certain that their side is going to win and they can't fathom a scenario where they don't. And in, if the last four to eight years has taught us anything, is that that's just a nonsense position to take. Yeah, that's uh, that's another scary position that we're in right now is that both sides think that the only way they would lose is if someone cheated. And that goes for that that already went for the left with the Russia gate thing. And that uh, clearly goes for the right as well. And now with this whole 14th Amendment insurrection thing, if Trump wins, they're going to once again be claiming that he's an illegitimate president because he shouldn't have been on the ballot in the first place because he incited an insurrection. And so he's they're not going to accept the results of that election. And then the same thing if Biden wins, we already know what's going to happen there. I just hope they do it better this time. Well, on that note, Nate, where can people go to support you and check out Good Morning Liberty? Well, you can go to BernieLies.com in your browser, and that'll bring up a link to all of our things. Uh, GodHatesFeds.com will bring you to our merch store. JoinGML.com will take you to the Fed Haters Club if you want to hang out with us live every single day of the week when we want to. And, of course, just look up Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. I appreciate so much how intentionally you say feds to make sure you don't say something to get yourself canceled. Uh, Nate, thanks for being on the show again, buddy. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. But if you're more of a listener than a watcher, you get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice thanks to Spotify, It's Too Late with Alan Mosley or Alan Mosley TV. And don't forget to get your tickets for the 6th annual It's Too Late live show, Saturday, May 18th, 2024, Columbia, Tennessee. Dave, do you have a final thought? You know... I've been I've been really enjoying like having no idea what's going on with this primary stuff or even that it was going on. But, you know, sometimes it's good to touch base and, and see what kind of nonsense these people are up to. Yeah. But, you know, it's you know, it's nice for us to have nice guests on the show that know what they're talking about. And, yeah. 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 It's neat. And, and, and <laughs> hang out with. Yeah. And sound informed and are personable. Not right. not the usual fare, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, what I'm serving. <laughs> yeah, not they know what these they know who they are. 
Um, after party, you think? Yeah, real quick. I All right, yeah, real, real quick, in and out. Friends. All right. Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. After Party's only on Twitch, for those oh, that yeah. are new to the show. Mary says, oh. it's not too soon, I hope, to say that this episode was a banger. Well, I hope it's not too soon, because we're in the credits. Hey, it's not over yet. <laughs> Is this That's true? Right on the edge, you see that? <laughs> uh, I do see that. That's <laughs> we, did, we didn't check this one. It's disconcerting. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Well, you know what they say. The only the only good presidential candidate is a oh. uh you know, a white one. Oh, well that 